Welcome to The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs. Stay tuned to meet today's guest and hear their story of what makes them tick, what drives them to succeed, and their role in growing a thriving business community. The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs chronicles the success and secrets of locally owned businesses and owners. Listen in live as we discuss their secrets and learn how they are making a positive impact in their community. You're listening to your host, Bart McGrath, business leader, entrepreneur, and founder of the Get Found on Google program. Let's get started. Happy Wednesday out there, folks. Super pleased to be here this beautiful, sunny Wednesday morning. My guest today is going to talk about something that I think is particularly interesting to a lot of folks. So, you know, she and I just finished having a conversation and we're talking about everything from small town drama, small P politics, but small circles of influence and how that really impacts all of us and how we choose to live our lives. And, you know, just to get on my soapbox for a minute, I have to say that I feel like I live in a small town today. Uh, The Regina City School Board or the Regina Public School Board made a decision yesterday that impacts hundreds of students across Regina. And I'm sorry, but I don't believe that they made a decision based on leadership. It is my opinion, um, but I don't believe that they they took a leadership position here. So um, that's the small town that I feel like we live in today. But let's get back to the show. So before I introduce our guest, um, I just want to make sure that everyone stays tuned in right until the very end of our show. She's got a super special gift for everyone out there uh, who's listening. So uh, tune in, learn all about our guest today, and you will get a free something. So stay tuned. All right. Without further ado, I would like to welcome our guest today. Our guest is Denise Anderson. She's an author, a coach, uh, a leader in the business community, and, and and a supporter, like a supreme supporter. She believes anyone who sets their mind out to do something can accomplish it. She's such a cheerleader. And she's here to talk about her new book today. So I'm not going to spoil anything else. Welcome, Denise. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your new book. Hi, Barb. Thank you so much for that great introduction. Um, happy to tell you about my new book. So the book that I wrote is called Small Town Divorce, a roadmap through devastation, despair, and trauma. So as you can imagine, going through, well, really anything in a small town dynamic can add a lot of um, resistance and it, so you're not just going through the actual event you've got a lot of stuff coming at you yeah. from other people mm-hmm. right judgments opinions criticism of course their own thoughts their own beliefs about it so I just felt it was really important not like just to tell my own story about what I went through mm-hmm. uh, knowing that a lot of people would be able to relate to that same dynamic absolutely I bet so the book where's it at right now can I walk into chapters and buy it not today not you today can. when you, can I you will be able to do that that's coming out about the summer uh, July 2020 2020 yeah okay so yeah. not quite a year away not quite a year away it's actually been a really quick process that's what I was just gonna ask so was yes. it a quick process to write a book like it was how- what happened was um, so my father was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer mm-hmm 
And as his disease was progressing and he was deteriorating, I actually made a decision to move in with my parents to take care, help take care of my dad. So it was such a blessing because I had so many opportunities to have conversations with him about his Uh life, what he learned, what he regrets, Mm -hmm. you know. And one of the questions I asked him was, is there something in life you wish you had done that you didn't? Okay. And his answer was, I've always wanted to write a book. And as soon as he said that, it started something inside of me because I, too, have always wanted to write a book. I never knew exactly what it was going to be. Yep. But I knew what. So I made a promise to my dad that I would write a book. That's where this all started. That's where this all started. Mm -hmm. But literally, from that moment of saying that, there was a sequence of events that happened that led me to the company that I ended up writing the book with. And within a matter of weeks, I started writing the book. Wow, a matter of weeks. A matter of weeks. I actually stopped doing what I I used to be a financial advisor. Okay. I actually stopped doing that, Mm -hmm. started writing the book, and went full on into my coaching business within within three weeks. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So how like how did the story come? Like did it just pour out of you? You hear often from writers and authors that the story just pours out of you. So to be completely honest, um, both yes and no. There were times where it did, right? Mm -hmm. And you're kind of like, where did that come from? And I never thought I was going to be saying that. And there was an absolute flow to it. But then, to be honest, there were times where it's like, oh, I don't know if I want to share that. It it felt very, very vulnerable. Very personal. Mm -hmm. It's personal stuff, right? And you're just sharing what you went through, what you were feeling, Mm -hmm. how you were responding to the whole thing. And so... Those were times where I felt a little bit stuck. There wasn't a flow there, Mm -hmm. but I felt the stuckness was just that unwillingness to be that vulnerable. I was going to say, it's fear. It's absolute fear. Right. And if I look back on it, and and, um, I I still probably could have been even more honest. Mm -hmm. So the book really is as honest as I could be in that moment. And there'll be another book I'm imagining. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think vulnerability is an interesting thing because I certainly didn't grow up hearing about the importance of vulnerability in fact probably the opposite you stuffed it down you hid it you didn't talk about it you swept it under the carpet where now you know be vulnerable put yourself out there and when I first started hearing that um, I was working with an executive coach and I I remember kind of looking at her and thinking what are you talking about how do you do that what do you mean be vulnerable (laughs) right Um, and another gentleman said to me do you have a dog and I was like, yeah, I have a dog. He said, when you come home from work at the end of the day and you walk over to your dog, what does a dog do? I said, well, roll over for a belly rub. He's like, <laughs> vulnerable. The dog mm-hmm. has made himself completely vulnerable to you. He trusts you, right? He's saying, yay, mom's home. Come rub my belly. Yeah. Right? I'm like, yeah, okay. But no, I don't want to ask strangers <laughs> to rub my belly. So, Well, and you know what's coming to me is just saying this, Barb, is... Um, living in a small town is vulnerable in and of itself. Absolutely. In every single moment, right? Because everybody knows you. Mm -hmm. All your business gets out there, Mm -hmm. right, wrong, good or bad, whatever. It's out there. You know, I started my first chapter off, I believe the very first quote that I put in my book is, living in a small town is like living in a glass house. (laughs) Yes. So if that doesn't speak to vulnerability, I don't know what does. Yeah. And, you know, it's a funny thing. Um, you referenced when you and I were talking earlier. So small town isn't just a small community. It's 
a group of coworkers. It's a social group. Anytime you have that same group of people that you're spending a quantity of time with, it becomes like a small town, especially when there's something you don't want others to know. Why is that? So so if I have that secret and I don't want anybody to know, how is it that everybody ends up knowing anyway? Yeah, well, great question. <laughs> great question. Do you have a great answer and, for me? Well, I don't know if it's a great answer, but here's here's my thoughts on it. Is Part of it is we're conditioned. It's habitual conversation. Yes, it's absolutely. Become we're absolutely social creatures. Acceptable. Mm-hmm. It's we're programmed. We're conditioned to just talk about others' lives yes. and what they're doing. And it is also, in my opinion, when I'm focused on your life, I don't have to focus on my own. Doing. Guess what? I don't have to look over here yeah. at my life, what I'm doing and what's going on for me. So it's almost like a, it's like a medicine. It's like a pill that people take. Yes. It's a sedation mm-hmm. out of their own reality and their own life. Yes. And I think when, when you talk about someone else's problems, it makes your own not quite seem so bad. Exactly. Right. And so, oh, did you see or did you hear what's happening? Like, it's way more exciting than well, our own life. Exactly. And that's why I want to use the word. It's a sedative. It, mm-hmm. it's a, it allows you to go to sleep yes. in your own life with yep. the stuff that you've go, got going on that yeah. you don't want to take a look at or that mm-hmm. you don't want to have to feel or face. Yes, so absolutely. Th- really, my book is about my journey and what I was, you know, Again, it's kind of like a curse and a blessing at the mm-hmm. same time. Because in a small town, you can't afford to not do that self-reflection. Mm-hmm. I mean, then you do get lost in all of the chatter and all of the judgments, right? And for a period of time, I certainly did. Yes. And and it, it literally knocks you, knocked me down to the floor. Did it? Co- absolutely. Couldn't even function. I didn't want to go down to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to go because down to the coffee shop. Because people were talking. Shop. And you people knew they were, were talking, like, right? Okay. People, people are talking. And again, whether they have that information correct or not, mm-hmm. it, it, that part doesn't matter, right? Yeah. That part doesn't matter. It's that they're talking. And it's not like the conversation is about trying to help the other person lift them up or get them through it. Mm-hmm. I use this as an example. It's like, so... When my father passed away, right, and then I ex- also experienced a divorce. So two very dramatic, yes. life-changing events. Mm-hmm. Like not, it's just not going to be the same after this, right? right? The the love, the support, the outpour of care that I got when my father passed away was amazing, mm-hmm. but also completely opposite of what I received when I got a div- when I was going through a divorce. Ah. There wasn't that curiosity of of understanding or it's like, you know what? I don't need to know. It's like, I don't even need to know how your dad, how he passed away or why he passed away. It's just, I just feel for you that you're going Mm -hmm. through this. Exactly. With divorce and other things like loss of a job or maybe there's been a crime or something's happened. Mm -hmm. People want the nitty gritty. They want the detail and they lose focus of what must your experience be like? What must you be going through? Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I really feel for your experience. Right. So again, I believe it's that conditioning of we just want the nitty gritty to take us away from our own. You know, that's a really good point because you're right. If somebody passes away and they're 92 years old, there's not a lot of question about what happened. But when someone passes away when they're 23, oh, what happened? And, you know, we're we're looking to... We're, we're looking to make sense of it in our own mind. Uh, and with something like divorce, often what people are seeing is a 
I'll say typical marriage. It might seem happy, but a, a normal marriage. And then, oh, well, if that can happen to you, well, maybe it can happen to me. And oh, wait a second. Absolutely. So then, right? it, you know, it makes you wonder the people that are talking, is there also a fear inside of them mm-hmm. that this could happen? So if they right. can make one or the other out to be the bad person, the cheater, the liar, yeah. the you know, disconnected one, the one that's Mm -hmm. afraid of living and and they just, they want to see it in black and white. Right. So that that's going to make my life safe. That'll Ah. make my relationship okay. Okay. It happened for them because of this, this and this. Yes. So now who, it makes me okay over here. And I'm like, that's an illusion. Like you're living in an illusion. Yes, absolutely. And you're falling asleep in your own relationship. In your own life. In your own life. Yes, exactly. Okay, so tell me about this transition. It happened quickly. It was three weeks. You woke up. Uh, quit one job, started a new one. So tell me about the business. And, you know, besides writing a book, you know, how are you making all these pieces come together? Mm. So I've actually been a life coach for 12 years. I've been a certified life coach. So I've always done my coaching, but I've had something on the side. Right. Right. So I've, I've done it. I've always wanted to, this to just be my primary business. Okay. Okay. But again, there was some fear. Can I really make a go of it? You know, can I be successful just as a coach? Mm-hmm. So as a financial advisor, it was a conflict of interest. So I wasn't ah. legally able to do both. So that is why I had to like, like sever this you part. You had to make a choice. I had to make a choice. Mm-hmm. Right. And I have had to make this choice many, many times in my life. Okay. And... You know, watching that process of my dad passing away, him reminding me of how fast time goes and how fast your life goes, I didn't want to wait any longer. Yeah. So it was actually a really easy decision for me to make. And what I've incorporated with my coaching, so I do personal coaching, um, business coaching, and I also incorporate public speaking mm-hmm. as well and other programs that I've added to my business as well. So, so it's almost like it's its its, its own entity. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I love about being an entrepreneur is that I get to um, feel into the moment of what's true and what are people needing? Where is society right. at in this moment? It's mm-hmm. not like this, I've made a mark and this is what I do and this is how it's going to be. Right. So you're not just Denise, the author. You're Denise, again, the cheerleader, the supporter. Right. Well, I've, I've never seen you in the year or so, I think, that we've known each other. I've never seen a moment where you're not like, yes, go for it. You can do it. Someone told us going to do awesome. Right. Like you're just always go, 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 rah, rah, rah. Not yes. go, go, go in a bad way. No, I, I, I do know what you're saying. And yes, that's definitely my mindset is that anything is absolutely possible. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, for me to get there, it was a series of, of a lot of different things that I've done in my own life, working with a spiritual yes. guru, my own coaches, my own business coaches, that sort of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's really all about that mindset. Right. Um, oh, I was going to say something. About okay. Well, let me ask mm-hmm. you a question while you think on that one. Okay. So, um, speaker, what do you talk about? You know what? It depends on where I'm speaking. Okay. Right. Because I can basically kind of tailor my, my, my talks to whatever is going on for the group of people that I'm addressing. Mm-hmm. It all, you know, it stems from the book. But again, in the book, I, I cover a lot of different things. I cover vulnerability. I cover judgments and criticisms of other people. Mm-hmm. I cover changes going through changes in life, whether that's death, divorce, a change of a job, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Okay. So it, it 
it really does depend on the group and what they're needing. So I want to serve them as well. So it's not just I want to sh- show up and just serve my interest. Mm-hmm. It's how can we work together right. so that I can get my message out there, mm-hmm. but it be formatted for the people that your your company or your business or event is serving. Awesome. So uh, any speaking engagements coming here in Regina that uh, any of our listeners could attend? Um, yes. So so far right now, what I've got on the calendar are some speaking events in libraries. So I know next Wednesday, which I believe is the 23rd, 23rd, yes, 23rd I will be in Lumsden at mm-hmm. the library in Lumsden. And then I believe my other speaking gigs are going to be after that in January. So I've got White City booked, Grenfell, Indian Head, um, contacted Moose Jaw. So I'm kind of making my rounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And, you know, when you're starting a business, that's what you need to do. You need to knock on as many doors as possible, talk to as many people, share your message. And that's how you start to grow a business. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? Going through that experience in a small town Mm -hmm. has actually help me to build the muscle of vulnerability. Oh, absolutely. Well, right. Anything that we go through in life, like I always look for the lesson, like what did I learn? And mm-hmm. I always ask two questions. What did I learn and who did I become? You know, what did this ah. allow me to become? Okay. So, you know, stronger, more independent, yes. able to handle criticism, mm-hmm. you know, be be able to handle drama that I need, not just for my personal life, but also right. in my business. But in your business but life in as my well. Business, right. Because the more you're putting yourself out there, the mm-hmm. more you're talking or exposing yourself um, in the public, you do open yourself up to that. <laughs> Absolutely. To that criticism. Yes. Not everybody's going to like your message. Yes. Or your thought process or your own opinion or mm-hmm. what, what you're sharing or how you're sharing it. Yes. Right? Exactly. So you've got to learn to manage that. It's crucial as an mm-hmm. entrepreneur yep. and in your personal life. You've got to be able to manage to manage that. And some of the, uh, one thing that I came up with is how to manage that. Because people are always, well, how do you manage it then? Mm-hmm. Right? So what, what's a tip? And I would say this. Be honest, brutally honest with yourself. Okay whether that what that person has shared actually bothers you or not because what i'm finding is there it's the new agey thing to say you know what i don't i don't care what people think you know <laughs> the subtle art of not giving an f you know yes. very popular book so people walk around i'm pretty sure i can't swear exactly. i'm trying gonna... really hard <laughs> anybody that knows me i've got like, duct tape she, here folks she's gonna let it slip i know she's gonna swear i'm trying really hard not to <laughs> but it's a new agey thing to say like mm-hmm. oh i don't give an f what they think yeah but you actually do you absolutely so do. you're running away from it and you're mm-hmm. not actually facing that so you're not actually dealing with it you're not yes. learning how to deal with criticism mm-hmm. you're covering it up you're lifting up the rug putting it under the rug and covering it up but don't we all have these like hugely lumpy rugs at this point where you try and even walk across the rug and you're tripping on something so funny you know it's so funny that you say that because somebody asked me one time what do you do and i described it like this i said i'm the carpet ripper upper <laughs> I rip up people's carpets. I'm like, hey, I saw where I saw that let's one coming. He went under the carpet. Mm-hmm. You know, another way I like to describe it is like, let, let's just talk about the white elephant in the room. In the room. Because it is that lump in the carpet and mm-hmm. it is the elephant in the room that is going to disconnect us. Yes. How can we connect mm-hmm. or how can you connect with anybody if you're not addressing the things that are actually coming in between us? Exactly. Right. And vulnerability is that big thing. It's like, Let's be vulnerable. Let's just speak the truth. Mm-hmm. Let's just be open. Let's be honest. And it's it's the thing that sets us free, and it's the thing that scares us the most. Absolutely. The thing that scares you the most is usually, is usually the thing that you need to most deal with. 
Exactly. The conversations you don't want to have with a friend, with a spouse, with your kids, those are the conversations that probably most need to be had, but they're uncomfortable and they're hard Yep. and no one wants to. It's it's 100%. And so that is what I do in my practice. Mm -hmm. That is what I help people uh, work through right you okay. come up against this block and it's like let what you know what's going on mm-hmm. what's how do we get you on the other side of that wall right. how do we get rid of those lumps because just covering them over just mm-hmm. putting you know putting your head in the sand or shoving something under the carpet right. is not dealing with it and i can promise you, i don't know my carpet <laughs> still got shoving room People there. Hope they just vacuum. It's all going to go away. But that doesn't work either. No, right? it doesn't. Especially the um, bodies under the carpet. And here's yeah. the thing. I can promise you, either you deal with it today, or either you, you start dealing with it tomorrow. now, or it'll just come up next mm-hmm. week, next month, next year, or yes. even 10 years from now. And it's like Oprah always said this. It's like we get that little hint from the universe. It's like, first you just get a little pebble, mm-hmm. then it's a brick. Then it's the whole brick wall. Then it's a house. Like things just keep crumbling down. And that to me is the universe saying, hey, have I got your attention enough? Mm -hmm. Are you feeling this enough to finally say, hmm, might be time to take a look at that and deal with it? And that's honestly the people that come to me. Mm -hmm. That's that's the place that they're at. It's like you have to be at a place where it's like, you know what? Because and some people aren't. And I totally respect that. Mm -hmm. Right. They're they're okay to take a few more steps over that bumpy rug. Okay. And they're managing. They're, mm-hmm. they're managing to the degree that they feel like they're managing it, right? Because we Got have it. a lot of interesting coping skills. Oh, don't we? That know. are not always conducive to living your greatest life. Yes, absolutely. We can stuff things down and hide them and bury them and find hiding spots and it, exactly. avoid them. And oh, yes. absolutely. So I do. I have a process and it's a gentle process mm-hmm. right because we are dealing with some really tender issues oh exactly some really vulnerable spots so mm-hmm. it's like i have a i i say it's a gentle process but that doesn't mean you're not going to feel stuff right right it doesn't mean that like this is just a breeze and it's 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 no big deal mm-hmm. it is a big deal but you're you're getting your life back you're getting you back. Yes. It, well, you're, in some cases, you're finding yourself because we've had stuff buried in there since we were little kids, right? Exactly. I mean, when we were kids, we were told, oh, don't worry about it. Oh, it's not a big deal, right? If it's a big deal to you, it's a big deal. Right, right. right? So if you've stuffed it down there, here's mm-hmm. the thing. It's got to come back up, yes. right? And it's just, let's just meet it, greet it, say hello to it. Name it. Name it, yes. not go to war with it. Exactly. That's the other thing that people do, right? They mm-hmm. they want to go to war with it. They're defending themselves or they're yeah. they're um, protecting themselves. So they're attacking. So you're either on the defense right. or you're attacking. Mm-hmm. Either way, no matter if you hold up that shield or point out your, your weapon, mm-hmm. you're creating war. Right. So, you know, I find that the life coaching industry an interesting industry because it's something that has sprung up just in the last number of years. Uh, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, we had leadership coaches. We maybe had some executive coaches but the concept of a life coach wasn't something that I don't think anyone had really heard of um, and now there seems to be a significant number of life coaches so what do you think has happened uh, so that we have more life coaches now but but why and and where is this going what what do you see from an industry standpoint that's awesome so I've had this question be asked in, in a, a number of ways. And one thing that I like to share is, is first and foremost, in any industry, in any line of business, any line of work, you've got your, your great dentists mm-hmm. and ones that 
they're not so great. Okay. You've got doctors that are really great. They've got great bedside manners. And then others, mm-hmm. not so great. Yes. It's the same in the coaching business. Right. Right? You've got some coaches that are really great. Mm-hmm. They're really making an impact. And others that, that aren't. Okay. Um, so it's like, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater just because you've maybe had a, a bad experience. Right. The other thing is I've had people ask me, so as a life coach, does that mean like you tell me how to live my life? Like you have some sort of secret formula, mm-hmm. how to live my life. And it's like, no, don't let the title like life coach fool you. Got it. It's not about, I, I actually don't give advice. I, I I shared experience. It's not about advice. It's about shared experience. Right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's more like an excavation process where I help you find your own truth Mm -hmm. within yourself. Right. Which, again, then building up the vulnerability to be able to share who you really are. Mm -hmm. Because right now, right, we're mostly conditioned. Living from that, what we've been told is right and wrong, good and bad, and how we should or shouldn't be. Absolutely. Right? So what's happening and why I feel the industry is growing mm-hmm. is because there is a greater need out there. There is a greater need for people to talk and work through that stuff. Okay. Because now it's, it's things are opening up more. So it's like, oh, so I don't have to, like, maybe I'm not heterosexual. Maybe I'm not happy in this marriage. Maybe this line mm-hmm. of work doesn't work for me. Right. Whereas before it was like, you yeah, just stick through it. I don't oh, care if you absolutely. like it. I don't care if you're happy. Mm-hmm. This is the way it's supposed to be. Yes. And if you don't, it means this. Mm-hmm. So people are breaking out of that paradigm. Absolutely. So I believe why the industry is growing is we're going through a huge paradigm shift. Okay. And so coaches are helping to lead that wave of 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 a shift. You know, and, and transition. That makes a lot of sense to me because if you think about even something like employment, people used to stay in the same job or the same um, employer for 30 and 35 years and not think twice about it. Now, if you can get somebody to stay for five or seven years, you're doing awesome. Most people are changing jobs two, three, five years down the road. There's another opportunity. There's a little bit more money. Um, and from an employer standpoint, it's difficult because the hiring process is expensive. But as humans, like we're meant to evolve and change. And so I can't imagine having been with the same employer for 35 years. It, yeah, like I can't imagine it. Never mind folks like you and I who have what I might call a micro business. Like we would have been, you know, non-existent 30 and 35 years ago. Exactly. So, and that is what I wow. love about the change in the industry is because it is allowing more people to do what they absolutely love to do. Absolutely. Like just before this interview, I was working with a client and she's like, oh, I don't want to ruin your energy or whatever. I said, no, what I do enlivens me. So when you're doing what you love to do, mm-hmm. yeah, it exactly. just makes you feel great. That is fantastic. Well, Denise, if you can believe it, we are out of time. I was just getting going. (laughs) I promised her it was going to be the fastest half hour of her life. So at the beginning of the show today, I promised that for everyone uh, tuned in, that Denise had a very special offer. And so, Denise, do you want to quickly explain it to everyone? Yes. I want to be able to give all of your listeners today a, a free copy of my book, Small Town Divorce. Wow. Yes. A free copy. A free copy. All okay. How do I do, get it? Yeah. All they need to do is go to my website, www.deniseanderson.net. Okay. Do you want to spell that out? Yes. D-E-N-I-S-E, Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. 
net. Yes. And what do I do when I get to your site? It's, there's just going to be a pop-up. Just drop me your email address. Okay. And your name, and I will ship, I'll send you a book. An electric, electronic yes. copy. Yes. Very cool. Now, for anyone who is interested and still loves that touch and feel of a hard copy book, you said July of 2020? In bookstores, yes, okay. but I will actually have a hard copy of my book in mm-hmm. hand in about four weeks. Oh, are you super excited about that? I really that? am. Oh, I, am. I can just imagine. It's like Christmas comes early. It is. And you know what I love about it? It's like it started off as an idea in my head. Mm-hmm. And then when you see the physical manifestation of a dream. Yes. Yeah. There's no better feeling. Yeah. Wow. And that's what I love to do with people as well is to take their dreams from their head into reality. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, Denise. Wow, what a story. I cannot believe how quickly this half hour went. Literally, I'm counting the seconds here. So I'm going to be back on October 30th with Jancy Templeton from Walker Wakefield. And she's going to talk about some really exciting projects um, happening here in Regina, helping families find new life in new homes. If you have a out of time, I'd like to thank you for joining us today on The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs. As always, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email me at barb at googlegirl.ca or reach out on Facebook and Instagram at AboveTheFoldCA. Just a reminder, you can even submit questions in advance of the live show uh, on any of our social media channels. I'm your host, Barb McGrath, local business owner, digital marketer, and Google Girl. Remember, you worked hard for your success. Don't keep it a secret. Bye for now.